Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Good, we good? Yeah. All right, but anyways, we here. It is Nathan McFly and LP Dangerously. Dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, bro? What's going on? What's going on, my guy? How's everything? Shit, bro, man. You know, still recouping from this week. Uh, I mean, it's from what the wrestling world knows. It's the first time. Is it the first time? No, second time that AEW's been out here, right? Uh, hmm. Because I know they had a show that was supposed to be in Madison Square no. Garden and got moved. No, no, no. It was a show they were supposed to do in Jersey at the Meadowlands. Meadowlands. Right? Meadowlands is in Wait. Jersey, right? Yeah, Meadowlands is in Jersey. Okay. So they were supposed to do it there. They didn't do it. And I think last week or the week before, they was out there. They was out there in the Meadowlands. Ah, uh, I, I. But this week yeah. was crazy, bro. Yeah, this week this was week. crazy. Flushing was stupid lit. Word. Couldn't believe these motherfuckers were staying at the hotel across the street from the projects. Shout out the, to the bland. The stars were out. The stars were <laughs> Word. out. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they went to Kelly's. Yo, fucking. We, <laughs> we had them flushing the Thanos of verses out here, mm-hmm. just w- wandering amongst us mortals. Yo, but listen, how about Sheik Luch being in the building? I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised that you told me Sheik was over there. Not for nothing. That is insane, bro. I, I think it's because uh, Conway had a uh, concert out in the city. Oh, shit. Yeah, I bro. I totally forgot. That was this week? That was yesterday. Oh, get out of here. I totally forgot. Oh, man. But, yo, um, let's just get right into it bro let's, let's just get talk right about into it. it let's talk about um it. aew was in queens uh yeah last night for dynamite and the taping of rampage of course everybody knows rampage is taped it's not live on fridays yeah so but we'll let the we'll let the audience watch rampage we ain't yeah, gonna yeah, talk we're not about gonna spoil it. it we're not gonna spoil it we for the people over here we're not gonna spoil that we for the people here. uh you got a nice show coming to you tomorrow night as we record thursday night um word word I mean, I wish, I'll be honest, I'm one that, that left early because motherfucker got to get up early and teach the youth. So I I couldn't I couldn't stay there. It was like a, like five plus hours of, of shit. I couldn't do it. Nah, yeah, I, I, it's becoming a marathon, bro. I can't really do marathons like that anymore. Unless, unless it's like the big shows, maybe if it was like an all out or, you know, like like something like that or, or Mania, Royal Rumble and stuff like that. Yeah, then. I'm all in there or every hour. <laughs> just so everybody could get the perspective of this is our view right here. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um yo man, it was uh it was a very telling night in in the sense that I never thought of Arthur Ashe Stadium to be the type of venue to properly host a you know a wrestling event. Yeah, of course, only, when we hear of Arthur Ashe Stadium, we only hear of the U.S. Opens. That's yep. it. I mean, the join is named after one of the most elite tennis players of all time and Arthur Ashe, R.I.P. Arthur Ashe. Um, when you think of hosting events, wrestling events at that, you, you, you the first thing that comes to mind when it's uh, New York City, you think MSG, you think Barclay Center, um, you think, you know, even if you go to Jersey or anything like that, or in Long Island, the Meadowlands and um, the what's the other joint? Shit, I can't even remember right now. You got the Meadowlands and Nassau Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum. There we go. You think of you think of spots like that. You never think of Arthur Ashe Stadium. When I first heard about this being done, and then they named it Grand Slam. You know, they put like the tennis lingo in there. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was great, and it just. 
immediately, immediately, I started thinking, what if they would go across the street? What if they would go to City Field and host almost 50,000 people one day? I think that would be amazing. I feel that Arthur Ashe Stadium should be their home of New York City events. They could fill it up with 20,000. You know, once it gets to the point where like those tickets are being sold out within five minutes and then going over to the third party sites for triple the worth, all right, then we got to start thinking big. We got to start thinking a little out the box. Maybe Yankee Stadium, City Field. I feel like they could really make the exactly. York, you know, their home. You know what I'm yep. saying? And they're going to need the space if they're going to host bigger shows. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, and this is just great to see all around because, uh, you know, like everybody says when the conversation of AEW and WWE come 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 together is that yo we have like a true alternative now for the first time in over 20 years we have a true alternative to watching wrestling on tv something Even that yeah and it's something that we are familiar with like there was yeah. a moment where what was the show lucha underground mm. was like competing oh. with wwe and it was dope it was like that's west coast wrestling you feel me we yeah. only like relate to a certain extent but yeah. they were doing their thing Oh, now we got AEW. AEW is like straight up giving us exactly what's missing in WWE. Like, not we don't want straight storylines from like, yeah, give us the storylines, WWE, but then give us the art of professional wrestling. Yeah. Don't just dub it like that's not your fucking platform. Like, that's not the foundation of this all, you know? No, definitely, bro. So, definitely yo, so like, you know, AEW definitely coming to Arthur Ashe, it was dope. Like you said, man, if they were to take vibe, it, man. it was a crazy vibe. If they took it across the street, though, imagine, yo, bro, they could sell easily like sixty thousand tickets, and people don't even need well, to not, sit down. Not sixty thousand like, because it, it holds a little less than fifty. Yo, I think it holds well, like about forty-four thousand. But if they if they do like you know the the on field you know, the on-field chairs and all that shit. Yeah, they could get it'll it. Still be less than 50. It'll still be less than 50, but yeah. yeah, you're right. But even so, like, City Field's different, bro. Like, no knock on Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium, but City Field, like, you can see everything from anywhere you're standing at. Hell yeah. You feel me? You could be Definitely. at the concession stands and watching what's going on. They have so yep. many TVs also. Like, this was cool. At Arthur Ashe, but I realized if you're gonna go to a concession stands, you're gonna miss out on everything. Like straight up, you're, yeah, you're gonna miss out no they're matter not, what. Yeah, they're not. They weren't really like broadcasting it through any TV. There was there. like me and you, like when we when we had to go to the bathroom or went to go get something, we we had to stream it on our phone so we wouldn't miss out on stuff. And yep. listen, you can say whatever you want, but all lines. I mean, even the longest line was just to get like nachos. It was wrapping around like this, the, Bro, the, the level. I, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to tell the audience, but we missed two matches waiting online for, yeah. for drinks. <laughs> two matches. Yep. That's crazy, bro. Like, yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm, yo, listen, man. Thank God for Bleacher Report. Oh, for real. Streams. You know, we didn't get to see it live, but we were there. We heard everything and seen it streaming. Yeah, but, for real. I mean, we had to like, you know, we had to pick our poison too. You know what I'm saying? We had to like, you know, all right, people are really going to be sitting down for this. So let's like, you know, kind of like take advantage. Why not? If we didn't do that and we would have went during, I hate to say it, but if we would have went during the MJF and Pillman match, everybody would have been in the concession stand. Yep. That was one match that I felt like it, it felt kind of flat. You know, M MJF, you know, he's not in Long Island. He's in, uh, you know. In Queens, in Queens, and shit. His, you know, he talked his shit or whatever, but it just it fell flat. But any other match, if you go for any other match, yo, listen, man, you, you were you were literally going to like have nobody there. But yep. we weren't trying to miss everything either, so you know we had to pick our poison. Yeah, not for nothing. We we sacrificed a few minutes of the Kenny Omega Brian Danielson match because. Yeah. Everybody was stuck to their seat, and we were like, yo, we're definitely going to be back in less than five minutes. And we were. And, and we were. And we were. <laughs> Even though we missed probably a couple of spots, but shit, bro, it was like the only moment that we were able to move around freely because everybody was yep. just glued to that match. 
Yeah. And how ill was that match, though, bro? That match was shit. From the beginning, from it starting off really slow, and then working its way up to the certain um points of the match where like everything was just hitting in all cylinders. Where there'd be a big move, you know, Kenny with the knee from from outside coming into the ring, uh, Daniel Bryan with the kicks and the sl- and the slot and the the chops, all at once. You know, everybody saying yes, woo, yes, woo. And as soon as I heard all those woos, I guess everybody forgot about the dark side of the ring. But that's something else that we're going to get to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's just this is how everybody wanted to see Daniel Bryan. And I could I could understand wholeheartedly why WWE didn't give it to us because they were just trying to prolong his career. Yeah. And regardless, him not going that hard, still gave us top notch, you know, whatever. If you're the type of person who wants to put stars on it, five, five plus matches, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Throughout his what 12 year career in WWE, he gave us an abundance of classics. And now he's embarking on a new era in AEW. Now he gets to face certain people. Maybe he's faced before years back, but now everything looks so brand new. So and brand new. So- Everybody's working cleaner. Yeah. Like straight up, they polished their their arsenal of fucking spots that they're going to over the, like, they bring back old spots when they see somebody they face in on the independent circle. But that old spot looks so much better than what it was back then. You feel yeah. me? Back in the gyms and shit. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. It's just, it, it really, it really hit home, man. It was just so good. I don't even know what else to say about this match. Uh, the time limit draw was absolutely perfect. Perfect. Because I was thinking thing. like they have to, they have to prolong this, this, this uh, rivalry. Cause I was like, all right, this is not a championship match. So they could do something with Daniel Bryan winning and then just keep on making, you know, ha- keep on adding layers to the story. But what they did was even better. The time limit draw. We haven't seen a time limit draw in quite some time that has significant value. Yeah, seriously. Honestly, I thought it was a title match. And yeah. I was like, I really hope Daniel Bryan doesn't lose by the one wing angel. Like he just loses by uh, a schoolboy. You know, trunks being held with the ropes type of shit. <laughs> and some real, like, yeah. asshole shit, you know. But, uh, like, at the same time, I was like, if they give it to Daniel Bryan, this better this storyline better work, I mean, better last a while between him and Kenny Omega. Like, it's got to be Kenny chasing that gold back, you know. Yeah. Can't be anybody else. But I'm glad the timeline, like, it was a time limit. Everybody heard it at the beginning, but they did it smart. Like, they muffled it down. And then when the one-minute mark came through, we barely even heard that. I, we didn't hear anything. Yo, we were like, what? How, how long? <laughs> Yo, I didn't even hear when when Daniel Bryan was coming out. I didn't hear the ring announcer call his name. All, all we heard was the music. And I got two things to say about Daniel Bryan's entrance. One, that entrance theme is fire. Like, I yeah. was very, you know, like... Yo, shout out to my boy, Heartbreak Julio. He is the biggest Daniel Bryan fan that I know. But he oh, he said, like, yo, this shit slapped, my guy. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, you know, it's all right. You know, but yo, hearing that in the stadium? Nah, that shit hit, bro. That shit hit. That shit, that shit was hitting on all fucking cylinders. And two, shout out to Daniel Bryan coming through with his WWE gear. Like he didn't give a fuck. It looked like he ain't do nothing new. He just he just like ah these trunks are the same maroon and fucking <laughs> silver fucking trunks. All he was missing was a fur on the his fur. boots and shit like that. Yep. But yo, you know the best thing I love, and you could see in his face when they announce his name. Like I watched it earlier because I I love main I like I love live events. Yeah. But when you watch it on TV, you catch everything. You catch the nuances from the from the commentators and shit. But even the close-ups from the camera, like when there was a moment when they announced Daniel Bryan, we couldn't hear his name. But watching at home, he says the American Dragon, yeah, Brian Danielson. Yo, his grin on his face, hearing himself, hearing his name, the American Dragon. I was like, that's why he left. Yep, that is why he left. He wanted people to know he's the motherfucking 
American Bruce Lee out here. I would use Chuck <laughs> Norris, but I fuck Chuck Norris and him and his uh right wing ways. But whatever, this ain't political. Anyways, fucking, why not be called the American Dragon? Like that was the illest thing about Daniel Bryan, bro. Like Brian Danielson. I'm sorry, I keep on using his uh WWE name, even yeah, though it yeah, sounds yeah. it, it's it's, it's a smooth but just backwards. Yeah, and it's a smoother <laughs> name backwards daniel yeah, bryan sounds just yeah, it, the the, the and that is backwards without the sun yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but yo brian danielson is back bro the fucking spots where he looked like he was straight concussed bro i was like yo this is really good because i'm waiting for that referee to just throw up that x real quick without us every really realizing that he threw yeah. it up but yo bro I can't wait for this rematch, man. Even though Kenny said there's no rematch, no way. There's gonna be a rematch. No how. There's gonna be a rematch. Hey. And I, I'm just I just want to see how Tony books it on the way through because maybe it could be that Daniel Bryan fights his way to a rematch. Yeah. Or something, something, something gotta give. And I hope it all culminates in their next big pay-per-view event. I think it's in November. Uh damn, what's that one called? Full gear, if I'm mm. not mistaken. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, man, yo, shout out to that. That was probably one of the best TV matches I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, live, it was phenomenal. One of yeah, the best definitely. free free matches that should have been on a pay-per-view, phenomenal. And it just made me think like, yo. Is this the best one that we've seen in the 2000s? The only reason why I say 2000s because I can't really put in the 90s, 80s, 70s, or whatever else was on TV because it, it'll be too many to compare to. Of course. But of just course. comparing it within the last 20 years, I think maybe a handful, maybe two handful of matches that could, you know, either be as good or maybe even better because a lot of people will go back and say HBK versus Cena on Raw from, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think 2011. Was it 2011 or a little earlier than that? Around that time. But yeah. um, was a fucking ma- a fucking class act match. I mean, you you everybody will think of great matches, but never really think of Cena. Yo, you know what's a great match that people keep on dubbing? Raw? I'm going to say 2003-2004. Mm. Shawn Michaels versus Sheldon Benjamin. Oh, when he oh. catches Sheldon Benjamin with that yes. sweet chin yes. in midair, bro. Not even just that, but that was one of the best spots on live TV. But that match alone, I was like, yo, this kid, Sheldon Benjamin, I was a kid, but I was like, this fucking wrestler right here. <laughs> this guy right yo, here. This guy is so dope. Like, he is super talented holding up with fucking Shawn Michaels. And that spot hit, I was like, yo, his head didn't come off. He's going to blow up. Like, this dude's going to be a champion. (laughs) It was going to turn into something. It was going to turn into something. Yo, seriously, bro. I really wish. I really wish that really went somewhere. But I'm glad that that match happened. Because that was one of those matches that spotlighted Sheldon Benjamin for a worker that he is, man. That he was going to be this big name superstar. Uh. Another match that really comes uh comes to mind, I mean, the match in itself wasn't beyond fire, but it was just the participation of the crowd that Monday mm. um, when Dolph Ziggler cashed in on Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. I mean, when his music hit, like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. When his music hit, people went crazy. And then the way they, they kind of uh, lined up that match, how... You know, it looked like he was about to lose because he he missed out on the move. I forgot what it was, and then he was gonna get pinned. It was a, it was a you know like one of those uh, close three close three counts, and then he gets into that 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 uh, ankle lock that Del Rio does, gets out of it, and yeah. then hits hits his move. As soon as they count three, you see Biggie AJ Lee come to the ring, and it was just a phenomenal thing to see. It was fucking beautiful, man. I, I, yo, that was a dope ass cash in. Yep. And it was a dope ass double turn. Was that was that uh 2014? That one, I'm not too sure. I'm gonna check it out. But the one I was talking about with Shawn Michaels and Sheldon Benjamin was that 2005. Yeah. 2005. 
But when Ziggler uh, um, cash in, I'm gonna look it up right now. But Ziggler cashing in was I, did, the, I think that was uh the Monday after WrestleMania. It was definitely the Monday after wrestling WrestleMania. Uh 2013. 2013. That's when we went. Yep. That's when we went. That's when we went to Mania and uh at uh MetLife. But that like it wasn't just that cash in, it was the story being told, bro. Yep. Like this dude kicked uh, uh uh this dude was kicking Ziggler over the head the whole fucking whole ride time. there the whole time and then Ziggler turned it back on him fucking up his knees and shit like that and yep. boom that's it like the zigzag zigzag zig got him <laughs> got him um i mean uh we, we could talk about Pac and Kenny Omega 3 that was yeah. dope. you know what i'm saying uh you know there was just there was just so many matches man that i that i started thinking about and i'm wondering you know like yo this could be up there this has to be up there. I mean, you can even go back to the uh, the PC era without the without the fans and go back to that Intercontinental Championship match with AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Bro, I think you said uh, earlier on our chat, you know, off, off of the 20 by 20 show, we have to, you know, talk pre, pre-production <laughs> shit, you know, magic, yes, shit, magic in the backgrounds, you know, <laughs> all that. <laughs> No, but you said something about uh the TLC that happened. I believe it was on SmackDown, bro. The one with uh 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 the Dudleys, the Hardys, uh Edge and Christian. Oh, and that Benoit was on. and uh and Jericho. And Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Bing brought that up. He that was TLC three, and then I I thought he was talking about TLC four that had Kane and Hurricane in it. Mm. So I mean, th- those matches were beyond fire, um, dude. Fucking Daniel Bryan, like I just said, Daniel Bryan, AJ for the IC title. Uh, oh, Daniel yeah. Bryan and Adam Cole on SmackDown. Um, dude, Edge versus Eddie in a ladder match on SmackDown. On like Smackdown. that was another that was crazy. Uh, the fi- yo, they, that 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 um Fatal Four Way match that they had. Oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> Somebody's calling me as we're recording. Hey, no problem. Business calls. <laughs> But um, you know, like that fatal four-way match they have for the universal title to see yeah. who's gonna go to SummerSlam. I think it was uh Finn Balor, Roman Reigns. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Uh, what's his name? Cassidy, fucking uh Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore. Oh, big cast, that's right. Yeah, big yeah, cast. yeah. Uh who was it? Was those three? And wasn't it uh Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe, yeah. Look at you that. When would you say Samoa Joe in a live event for a WWE? <laughs> like that shit is so crazy, bro. Yo, dude, Samoa Joe had Samoa Joe had one of one of the dopest main events with Brock Lesnar at, at a pay-per-view that nobody thought was gonna be dope. Remember? Yup. DK yep. Big Balls of Fire. And he fucking got had everybody shook with that. Yep. Like people thought Brock Lesnar was gonna run right through him. He was like, "Nah, doggies." He gave us a show, bro. That yes. shit was ill, bro. Yes, definitely. I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to uh, match up with what we saw live. But I think just because watching it live, it just had a different feel. It just felt great. Yep. Uh, well, you know, one one of our faves, if not one, I'm just gonna say one of mine and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Kenny Omega, you can't deny the talent. It was just, it was great to see. Yo, it was great to see Kenny Omega live. Yo, finally. Finally, finally, bro. Finally. We've been to ROH shows, fucking consistently trying to see if Kenny Omega will fucking pop up anytime. We always always miss it. Like, he never came through. He'll pop up on big screen, give us a little uh, 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 sinister villain type of feel. But then... Finally, Arthur Ashe brings it to us. Yes. Like, fuck, I mean, AEW. We, we could scratch that off. We could scratch off Naito when we used to see Naito at ROH. Fact, bro. Um, we could scratch off now Minoru Suzuki. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Minoru Suzuki, bro. Yo, Rampage, y'all are going to enjoy that shit. Can't even say what <laughs> we saw, bro. Fuck. We can't talk about it. We're not gonna do it to the people. We can't talk yeah, about, word, it. Can't word, talk word. about it. But seeing Minoru Suzuki was uh was pretty fucking dope. It was it was dope. real dope, bro. It was real dope. Fucking Lance Archer, 
<laughs> Yo, he's just that dude's a menace, bro. That dude's a menace. Yes, I love it. I love <laughs> Yo, it. for real. I love every minute of it, man. But um, yeah, man. Yo, AEW, please come back to Queens. You know what I'm saying? The Yo, dude, do us a favor. We, we we was fucking seeing signs out there saying AEW owns New York now. Hey, hey, hey slow that. Hey. Slow that down. Hey. Slow that down. Little Uzi Vert, bro. Yeah, but if, all right, look. Little Uzi, Uzi Vert, Vert definitely is for the younger crowd. Understand? Yeah, definitely. definitely. I fuck with little Uzi too. You know, he's all he's all cool. He tries to fucking implant diamonds in his forehead. It's all good. Hey, he's but super saying shit. But listen, I don't think you understand it yet. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is this: they should have brought out West Side. West Side was right there, dude. Bring out the Thanos of the versus universe. Bring out Jada. Jada was there. Come on, like you know, Sheik Luch was there. Why not bring out Jada? You know what I'm saying? Like, I that, that's what that's my thing. But you know, it, it it's just a little, it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harbor any ill will towards that shit. You know what I'm saying? Or but word. um, yeah, man. Like it's just, it just felt good. It felt good knowing that we could have at least, like, probably, hopefully six main shows a year out here in New York City that we're going to be able to go to. That'd be great. That would be awesome. That feels good. You know, that feels good. But uh, what's on the docket? Also, yo, we can't go out this episode without, you know, talking about that uh, that triple threat match that happened on Raw. For real. Um, Let's talk about it, bro. Yo, man, that triple threat match of Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and Big E. The buildup was dope. The buildup was great. I was actually surprised that they gave it to us. That's such a pay-per-view match. I was like, even uh, even this new commentator fucking schmuck, whatever his name, Johnny Boy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. with Corey the, guy, the guy from UFC. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, MMA, yeah. the MMA dude. He was like, yo, what pay-per-view is this? And Cole's like, it's raw, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the see, That's what it is, though. It's raw, baby. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, they gotta go, they gotta go against fucking Monday night football. They gotta do something. They gotta do something. And what they did to start off the show, they gave us the new day versus the bloodline. I that mean, you can add you can add one more person to each squad and give us that for Survivor series. I don't even mind it. Give me that for Survivor Series and then give me Big E versus Roman later on in the night. Yo, have it open <laughs> like that and have have them open with the full-on faction of the Bloodline and New Day and then they close out with Big E versus Roman. That would be crazy. Grand bro. opening, grand, grand closing. closing. Come you know on. what? Oh, you know what? Yo, fuck that. How about this? I know this is a little too much. I'm probably I'm probably just speaking out my ass right now. But look, how about instead of doing the traditional four on four, they got New Day Bloodline. Bobby Lashley's like, fuck that. He brings back Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And it's just New Day versus Bloodline versus the Hurt Business. And that would be brilliant, bro. That would be brilliant. Like, that's what I've been waiting for. Getting <laughs> the hurt, hurt, hurt business back together. Like, come on. What that faction was about to save 2021 for WWE. They started yeah. off hot and then they closed it right before the summer popped off. I was like, what's going on? What's going on, bro? Like, yo, bro, it's all good, man. fire, bro. I, yo, listen, to have three dominant factions and yo, listen, use that, use that wild card rule. They yeah. they put it in place what two years ago, but they hardly really, you know, did anything with it. Now use it. So I have them going from show to show because to be honest with you, we're not going to get too many big pay-per-view matches unless it's like the big four More. for WWE. And, and maybe you could say big five or money in the bank because they're saying that that's like one of the bigger pay-per-views as well. But with all these big contracts they're getting from Fox and NBC, Universal and all that shit, they got to put their best product first. They got to put their best product on Mondays and Fridays. Give me that thing. I don't mind. Give me that shit. Yo, word, man. That shit, as long as it's consistent, as long as it's fire, feed it to us. 
Feed it. Yeah, feed the masses. You know what I'm saying? And another thing about um that 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 six-man match was great. I like how it ended with Bobby looking very, very strong because yep. he has to keep on being being built as like this unstoppable force, regardless of him losing the title. Yeah, yeah. And you, he of course he could lose the title. Everybody's got a fucking we we gotta see new champs after a while, but oh definitely, it, definitely. He's like you're right, he's gotta stay strong, like he's gotta be the monster out of compared to Roman. Roman's the boss. Yes. He, he's the baby face. Yes. We need a monster. And Bobby Lashley fit, fits those shoes. Like, and I love how, like, Big E, like, during his matches, you know, he's talking his shit, too. He's like, yep. oh, you want to play, Bobby? You want to play? They're like, I like that. I like that. Okay, he's not only a baby face. When he got to get serious, he ain't only throwing pancakes and, and jiving on the corner. Yep. He's going to beat your ass. Yep. If he has to. When that bell rings, we see him fucking the true Big E fashion. Like, Big E Lang... Langs, damn, Langston. Was it? it was Langston. Langston. I keep. I was about to say Lashley, but I'm like, no, he wasn't. He was fucking. like, he was not Biggie Lashley. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, it was fucking. It was Langston. Yeah, word. Thank exactly, you. Exactly, exactly, my guy. But um, it was great. Uh, they all looked strong yep. during the triple threat match. They all had their spots. That that moment when Biggie and Roman. You know, we're in the ring together, and, they, and then the way they the, the the moves were so fluid, and they had a lot of chemistry in the short amount of time they had because they had like instances all together. But this is going to be something. Um, I I gave all the props in the world for Lashley taking the pin, but as you can see, it was more than just Lashley going down to two two spears. It was everything that Biggie did. So it was like a collective of moves that had to happen by two dominant forces not just two other guys nah yeah two dominant you, forces you know what was what was the dopest takeaway i had from the first match when it was the bloodline versus new day roman took the finisher and it was about to finish off if bobby didn't jump in i was like yo that would have been dope if roman just yeah. takes the l on that one like i'm like come on that's <laughs> ill like <laughs> i mean you're just a- building off champions like that's how you gotta do it you don't yeah. put the title up, but you got to have a champion lose against a champion somehow. I would say this. They have to save that. They have to save that pin on Roman for whoever. Not that whoever's going to take that title and run with it, like how Roman's been doing it. But for whoever no, it has to be is, meaningful. Yeah, whoever's meaningful enough to have that title for a minute before maybe Roman gets it back or somebody else gets it before Roman gets it back. Because, yo, we're going to see Roman holding titles. For these next, like, three to five years, Roman going to be in any title picture. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The Usos, I don't mind getting the Usos versus the New Day once again in the Hell in a Cell match. I don't mind seeing Usos versus New Day for another seven months the way we did back, I don't know, was that, like, 2016, 2017? You know what I'm saying? When the Usos first came back and they came back with that Uso penitentiary shit and they were just trading off title reigns. There's people that talk shit about all that, but nobody cannot knock the hustle of these two teams and how great they are together. Yo, seriously, when we see them go at it, it's always something new. Yep. Yeah, the gimmick may still be the same on both of them, but it's always something new in the ring. How are you going to hate on that? Like, for real. Like, fuck. The Uso and New Day... Battles have the have been the most entertaining tag team battles so far for the past fucking almost ten years. And you know what? I'll put another I put another tag team battle in there and shout out to them, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. Every time they step in the ring, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal match as we seen exactly. last month, as we saw last month in um at All Out in that cage match. The culmination of their fucking you know of their battles came in that match. Yep. Just like how it did with the Usos and the New Day. We might have not gotten all that blood and the mess and all that shit, but we, we saw these motherfuckers go at it. So yeah. these four teams right here, these are these are the teams of our generation, those four. Within the past 10 years, these are the four teams that are really solidified as, like, top five. Yo, for real, bro. You know, with, like, I, I've always said, LAX, you know, Santana and Ortiz is in the top five. But uh, as we've seen with their AEW run, it's been like kind of a mix of everything. It's kind of been like, you know, up and down. Yeah. Uh, I wish they had a more prominent role in the Arthur Ashe show. But 
I'm hoping to see more from them as uh, the time goes on. You, do you know what that is, bro? Just kind of going off topic. That's more like when you have too many people in factions. Yeah. You don't know what to do with everybody. You feel me? I can Jericho, see that, yeah. Jericho is right in with uh, Jack Hager at the moment as a tag team. Well, you, you forget that Sammy, the Spanish god, Guevara, is a part of their group. Like, you're forgetting, like, some people are down with them. And that's what's up with uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana. Like, you forget that they're a part of the inner circle. So you need, like, these, like, everybody's caught up with Jericho. If you're not with Jericho, you're not really a part of this show. You're, like, in the back burner. You're filling out. You're just filling out that, the space. That's it. So that's the unfortunate thing. I was kind of hoping that we, still, we saw more of them. You missed it, bro. I think I started with a year chant. When Santana was doing every yep, move, yep. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then after a while, you just hear the wave. It was just like straight up like, yeah. just like that. It was consistent. Like, it was pretty dope. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. Word, shout, out, yo, shout out to Queens, baby. Yo, facts, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, Queens was lit. Oh, my God. Queens was so crazy last night. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we got we got SmackDown tomorrow. We got Rampage tomorrow. Should be great shows as uh as we keep leading up to uh, Extreme Rules. You know, we got Roman versus the Fiend. What I would like to see within this match is, I mean, yo, just like with the Undertaker, every character has to lose. There has to be a, it has to be a point. Yeah, uh, yeah. We seen it while you know Finn Balor was in New Japan. Uh, that match with Kota Ibushi, I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 7, 8. One of those two. Mm-hmm. It was one of his last Wrestle Kingdoms. He came out as a demon, you know, beautiful fucking entrance. And, you know, he lost the match. But I think that uh, we're going to see The Fiend lose. Even though I feel Brock Lesnar might have a play in this. I don't know if they'll do it that way. Or maybe they'll do it like, you know, they'll save it for the night. Maybe he'll come in and... and and fuck up Roman, fuck up the, the Usos, huh? You mean the demon? Yeah, but I'm just saying with Brock. Like, no, I, I mean, like, yeah, you said the fiend. You oh, were like, yeah, I said the fiend. <laughs> yeah, you were like, maybe the fiend would lose. Brock Lesnar fuck shit up. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's the I, demon. <laughs> I miss Wyndham. Or the demon king. But I, I miss Wyndham. I miss Wyndham. Yeah, nah, yeah, same here. I was hoping he'll come out. I was hoping he'll come out, but nah, yeah, yeah, you, that would have been that. That would have been sick. That would have been we would have had the fiend, the fiend debut. That would have been sick. That would have been sick. But, but yo, uh, yeah, I feel you. I think uh, having having Finn look strong with the Demon King, but still needing to lose. Yeah, is it's the right move. You don't want to show that Roman gets taken out by somebody in face paint. It just doesn't work. You it's know? not gonna work. Yeah, it's not gonna work. You could show that it. it it's gonna be you know. A scrappy match, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where they're yeah, wondering, Finn could pull out all the stops, do fucking uh 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 six coup de gras on uh Roman Reigns, you know, make it look really fucking like a brutal fight, but you can't win. You can't win. You can't beat the bloodline, especially the oh, bloodline. Man. Like you oh. ain't got no back. You ain't got no backup dogs. Come on, <laughs> Finn. You got you got the Demon King. Who else? That's only one. Because you're the Demon King. Who's backing you up? Who? 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 The Street Prophet. <laughs> the Street Prophet. They've always been there for him for some odd reason, bro. It's because they're beef with the bloodline. But yo, and, I, yo, and that's another. That's another um rivalry that I feel like is going to be very good. I'm hoping so. I'm really I, hoping I, so. I'm hoping they all like switch be up. Very good. I, I just feel like the street profits need more TV time. Yeah. Because the, they, they're going to get it. Yeah. If you keep on having the new day take their spots, you keep on forgetting that the street profits are beefing with the Usos. Yeah. You know? But they're going to get it. They're going to get it. I feel like they, they, they're they in the right position. You know, they held the, the tag titles, I think, for like over 200 days. Yeah. 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 They had a pretty good, they had a pretty good solid reign, uh, some solid wings under them. Uh, you know, everything is full circle. Everything I think will come back, come back around full circle. And another thing, uh, 
King of the Ring tournament is coming back. For the fiend. Off top, who do you, who do you have? As the King of the Ring, wait, who's doing it though? Have. That's the thing. We don't know the part. We don't know the participants yet. And it, is it all three brands? Like it's hard to say who. Yeah, uh, I know it's gonna. I think it's gonna start on SmackDown. It's like a three day thing. Yeah. So it may it may be some live taping, some not. You know what I'm saying? Maybe something on on main event. I don't know. Whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm excited for this. I'm excited Same. for this because I've always loved King of the Ring. I always loved the tournament. Yo, the tournament feel is always dope. You need it once in a while. You can't consistently do it. That's the thing. Like, I felt like WWE was trying to like please us with tournaments after a while. And we're like, yo, it only works if it's meaningful. New Japan does it in a meaningful way. Like, there's slots you got to do and shit like that. Like, WWE tries to do brackets. And they're always like, you can't do brackets if it's a work. Does it work? <laughs> like I, I, I would think uh what would be dope if they would use either a whole episode of SmackDown or maybe Raw, because it's three hours, use a whole episode of Raw and use that just to do King of the Ring. King of the Ring on Raw. Yeah. Something like that. You'll have uh eight participants. There's four first for four first round matches. Then you got the second round matches, and then you got the the semifinals and the finals. And I'm pretty great. sure within like a three hour, three hours, you're thinking about uh commercials, and now they do that whole picture and picture shit. What like about two hours and fifteen minutes of time? Yeah. Uh, that was that. That's four matches, and then you got four. Boom, boom. Yes, that's two matches. That's four, six, and then. It's the seventh match. You have seven matches on Raw. Who are you picking? Like, without even knowing who's in there, who be your... The first person pick? I thought of, to be honest, was Montez Ford. Oh. He, wow, Montez he's, Ford. You know, uh, a lot of people really love him as as just a person, as an individual. Uh, people are, are looking forward to him being kind of like a singles guy. Everybody says he has like that that Shawn Michaels vibe, not not the dickheadness or nothing like that, but just the the potential to be yeah. a star by himself. And you know, I, I started looking. I remember like the street Pro- when the street Pro- profits first started and all that. He used to always come out with the crown. You know I remember that. So that would be pretty dope. Him, um, also Xavier Woods. Xavier mm-hmm. Woods hasn't really had. A singles title run, uh, nothing to say that is his home. So him as King Xavier, I think he could really, really go into that role and make it something that it could really uh fall into uh, a singles titles run for him, whether it be IC, uh, US, whatever it is. True. Maybe even That's just terrible. pop up on NXT, take the cruiserweight title, and bring it back to to the main roster. That'd be a good move. That'd be definitely a good move. Who would my pick go to? I would say, honestly, damn. I would say Shinsuke. Let Shinsuke take it. Do that King Shinsuke flow? Like, let, let it really be King Shinsuke. Like, I would want Cesaro to take it, but... I don't see them working that angle for Cesaro. You feel me? But Shinsuke, I could see it still like, you know, of course. Now this is the absolute, like, king. You, there's no, yeah. Now we can't say shit. Shinsuke is king. Or, <laughs> yo, dude, or, I mean, you know, you got Apollo Crews talking about he comes from African royalty. Oh, Apollo Crews. That's true, bro. That's you, know? True. you know who actually be dope? Because he got the heavy What's fucking up? AJ Styles. King AJ? Hmm. King AJ, bro. King AJ. Hmm. Hold on. With his heavy almost. This guy right here? Like, definitely that guy right <laughs> here. Might be part of a giveaway soon. Just saying. Oh, shit. Might be part of a giveaway soon. But, um... Yo, man, I'm telling you, they got they got a lot, a lot of uh, 
potential going into this, doing it. So, that, you know, there's a lot of different things they could do. This could beef up the ratings. You know, everybody will always tune in for a fucking tournament. Yeah. If it's a fucking all-night tournament, I'm tuning in to all matches just to see who comes out on top and who's <laughs> going to be in the finals. Oh, oh, a night tournament. I just want to see who's gonna like what's who's involved. Is it gonna be Raw? Is it just gonna be SmackDown? Is it gonna be Raw and SmackDown? Or are they gonna sprinkle in a little bit of NXT? Because if we're gonna have NXT players, it might switch the fucking field, you know. Definitely. I think they should just leave it with Raw and SmackDown guys. They should take if it's eight guys, take four from each brand. You know who else will be a good uh a dark horse? Who fucking uh Bearcat. Bearcat, <laughs> shout out to bring Keith them back, Lee. bring back Bearcat. That's who they're, they're calling Keith Lee yeah. now. Bearcat, Bearcat bro. Lee, Bearcat Lee. They bro. just trying to, they just trying to see what works, man. Oh, Yo, for man. real. <laughs> Yo, all I, all I'm saying is we cannot, we cannot let go of the fact that this guy fought for his life a couple of months ago. Nah, yeah, He's definitely. working his way back into ring shape. We might not see him on TV. He might be part of dark matches to get his way back. Let's not lose focus here, gentlemen and ladies. Please, let's not lose focus. Yeah, word, word. All right? If it's been a year, you know, if it's been a year since he's been doing dark matches, then we got to start, like, really being like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, it's only been, it's only been, uh, I think, two months since he did, since he did that, that Instagram live. Yeah. Where he was talking about all, all the health issues he had. I think it was like two, three months ago. I think it was like in July or August where he was talking about it. So we can't lose too much focus. Nah, I hear you. I hear you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, if he was it was if he was hundred percent, he would have been a good uh pick. But when right. are they having this uh, King of the Ring tournament? Do they have it a date start, uh the beginning of the month around October first or third, I think I read. Wow, after the draft soon. or during the draft? I think after the draft, right after the draft. Shit. That's going to be, that's going to make they, they got to fucking dope, bro. Oh, yeah. These next uh, 14 weeks is going to be crazy. <laughs> Vince is finally reading my fucking suggestion letters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he didn't piss in the suggestion box. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one thing that we definitely got to get into uh, the internet was blazing after this episode came out. Uh, <laughs> is the dark side of the ring? They did an episode on the plane ride from hell. Everybody who is anybody that follows wrestling <laughs> has known <laughs> has known of this crazy. This was Jr. This was JR the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole anytime, time. anytime Ric Flair's name got got mentioned. he turned into larry david but um, for real bro yo dude it it's very very like weird bro i I don't i can't even find a word right now because i'm thinking disappearing into cm punk's face because i couldn't even fucking explain what my girl was hearing like I'm watching it, trying to like enjoy it in peace, and she's like, "What did they say? What did he do? Are what? these are people that you like? Yeah, like these are your idols." I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> like that's all I could do." I was just like, I was straight up to CM Punk face, like, "Yo, yo, just just listen to the story, <laughs> please, like, just do me that favor." <laughs> Oh, it got a little crazy though, man. This dark side of the ring kind of fucking up Rick Flair's whole life. It got so fucking nuts. Toward the force. (laughs) Uh, We always, but this is the thing too. It's like people started doing a a uproar about this. And it's like, yo, y'all know these guys and what they do. Not saying that what they did was right, it wasn't whatsoever putting people's lives in jeopardy, being on a plane 20, 30,000 feet up, you know what I'm saying? And fucking wrestling and almost opening doors and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was, that was just fucking insane, bro. There was no need for none of that shit. But then again, it was the atmosphere. It was what wrestling was at that moment. 
Yeah. And Ric Flair, if this is another thing, there was a settlement and all the other shit. Uh, yo, everybody knows when there's a settlement involved. Uh, people agree to things that you know shit occurred and they yeah. don't want like you know more than likely the shit fucking happened. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And it, it, that that shit is just wrong. You you could see as she was uh, the flight attendant that forgot her name. Sorry that I forgot. But the woman was visibly like still uncomfortable even talking about it. You could see like the uncomfortable laughter as she was talking, those uncomfortable smiles. Like it, it looked, I'm thinking, yeah. like, why well, is she's she just smiling? trying to tell the story? Yeah, why is she smiling through? Why is she smiling telling the story? All right, she's very uncomfortable telling this story. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. This is really bringing back some fucking wild vibes for her, and she don't want it. But uh, shout out, shout out to that woman and her, yo, her strength, my nigga. At the end of the day, you know, yo. she, what Tommy yeah. Dreamer said about her taking the money is yeah. fucking wild. And uh, yo, yeah, another thing, yo, shout out to my boy Heartbreak Julio again. He's like, yo, it's always the ECW niggas. Oh, y'all yeah, niggas yeah. get caught out there because y'all niggas is broke and trying to chase the bag, and they flipped it on him. Yep, yep. Yo, you know what's funny? Honestly, I didn't. I'm watching it. I'm like, ah, I'm. I've seen this story get played on MTV as like a cartoon type of story with the yeah. wrestlers selling it and shit like that. We've heard this story on podcasts. It's always funny. It's always kind of like, yo, that's crazy. They were about to crash the plane because these are heavy guys wrestling by the door and shit like that. Yo, watching this documentary and having Bam Bam Bigelow talk about how. He found it weird that he always that Ric Flair would do shit like that. He's like, yo, I get it when you're in the locker room, whatever, we're all changing there. But when you're at the mall and you're fucking drunk and you want to whip your dick out while there's kids around and families around, he did like, that? This is well, Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow. Yeah. yeah, this is Bam Bam Bigelow explaining how Ric Flair would, would react outside of being around the wrestling room. Yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, Ric Flair 24-7, but you could, he was like, you would just, he was also Ric Flair, the party animal 24-7, which wasn't right, you know? Yeah. And that's Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, this is a dude that we've seen fucking do insane shit in, in matches, have dope-ass fucking matches in WWE, ECW. ECW. Wherever you fucking seen him. This dude's a bad motherfucker, and he's even saying, like, yo, sometimes... It's inappropriate to do shit like that. And you yeah. got to know where and when to do it. And being out in public, no matter where you're at, is not the right place to do shit like that. Like, come on, Bam Bam Bigelow, dogs. Like, I was like, you can't argue with a dead person. But also, a dude, if he was alive, he's a like he's one of those dudes that you would think, yeah, he's going to accept it because it's fun and shit like that. Nah, he saw it as a bigger picture. Like, yo, you you're carrying the company around. You can't. You're you're marketing yourself. You're Ric Flair. Why yep. you got your dick out on the fucking airplane? Why you got your dick out at fucking a a a a sports bar when it's still like fucking five p.m. and families are eating and shit like that? Like, why you do? Yeah, like that's just not a fucking funny like little fucking. Oh, God gag went after that you feel me that's why i thought was uh telling to the whole scenario i was like yeah the stewardess could say something the wrestlers could say something people don't know when the joke's offensive yeah true very true you know some groups will laugh at it while the other person's offended like but there's always a time and place Yep. You feel me if you got your inside jokes for your people keep it inside keep it inside the locker rooms this shit wouldn't be popping. No, if, if he wouldn't have done that, I think the plane ride would from hell would have just been the fact that everybody got drunk. almost crashed <laughs> and they got they got shit faced. But then that little moment of Ric Flair putting on the robe and shit like that. And then his his side of the story, if you watch the MTV caricature shit, he's talking about how the stewardess got the robe out, they put it on him. And he thought it would be funny that they, you know, he'll open up the robe, he wouldn't have his trunks or anything on. Yeah. And then they're right telling the story. Yeah, it just I, I kind of wish that Ric Flair came on and he told his side and then you know she tells her side. Nobody has to feel a certain way about it. He just says what he keeps saying all the time. You feel me? Like you just get the two perspectives. When yeah. you got it like this, it kind of like 
it shoots you one way. You but I mean? then you had RVD say that he did do it, that he did corner homegirl. Yeah, but then RVD also went on Twitter saying that he didn't say it, and fucking the way they could edit shit on TV, it's amazing and shit like that. So it, it's it's wild, bro. It's wild. Everything that happened, everything that went on, and yo, people, people knew that these stories were gonna come out, and them doing this episode was gonna be the death of somebody. Yep. They just kept burying fucking Scott Hall. You know what I'm saying? And this burying this, fucking Michael Hayes. <laughs> yeah, Michael Hayes. He, he, everybody knows he's a prick when he gets drunk. Everybody yeah, said it. Um, you know, Scott Hall's always been known as a douchebag. You know, always, That's, always drunk, always high, always doing some stupid shit. The one thing about the Scott Hall thing, thing is, I find that. I don't find it hard to believe that they no. fucking put a, a, a they slipped him a Mickey and he passed out because they had him fucking slip a Mickey. Like he drank a pill without knowing. I don't I don't think he, I don't think they slipped him anything. He did that shit on, on the humble. You do you think he did it on his own and got himself? Hell yeah. I feel like Hell yeah. Well, I guess if you're on the plane for seven hours already, you're just trying to fucking now you're just trying to kill the time. But exactly. I feel like if you do it when you do it on your own, you feel me? And consent like with your own like free will you don't get that fucked up as if somebody did it without you knowing you feel me but yo he's been but, always known to do the drugs b he's always been yeah, hardcore with yeah, it that's that's yeah. the only difference yeah that's you know true. what i'm saying but you know we weren't there we can't say he did it or he did not yeah we could and just ride with the story that they're telling what this just did was basically kill whatever the environment was in wwe at the at that present moment Mm-hmm. and gave birth to what we know now as the PG era. Everybody yep. says, like, they got to go back to this, go back to that. You hear these stories, you hear how people were. I mean, for the safety of the talent and for us to have phenomenal shows week in, week out, pay-per-view events and all that now, hey, man, whatever makes the talent happy and feel safe. And yep. this era of professional wrestling, the talent loves the atmosphere they're in, whether whether it be they're getting booked or not, or not being used or whatever it may be, asking for releases or this other shit. That is like the height, the heightened of everything, of people mm-hmm. not wanting or feeling like they're not wanted. You know what I'm saying? It's not being bullied now. It's not you having to fight the whole fucking locker room for respect. You just got to go out there, bust your ass, kill the night, and you're going to get your respect. Yep. So uh to Ric Flair, yo man, if you did do it, bro, which I mean everybody probably thinks you did. <laughs> yep. Even WWE just, already replaced them at the intro of their fucking exactly just admitted already live bro. shows. Not even admit it, admitted, just let it fucking fade out, bro. Like just don't say shit, don't tweet shit, bro. Like, don't talk about how whatever fucking weapon the enemy forms against me shall not prosper bullshit. Because at the end of it, bro, these people will forget at a certain point. Just let it fucking cool down. Like, I, I honestly, why we even talk about Ric Flair back then? Like, that shit already happened. Like, he said how nasty he's been with fucking how they treat the ladies. You feel me? And shit like yeah. that. Wrestlers yeah. always said how nasty they treat quote unquote ring rats and shit like that. Yep. Like, so I'm not going to put any energy into that shit. I mean, like, fuck it. Let Ric Flair be. He's already 112 years old. <laughs> Tell me when Charlotte starts sexually harassing and men that, or some shit like that. Then I'll what? be like, yo, that'd be some wild shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I want to, I want to hear some dude be like, "She just came up and just grabbed my genitals, just grabbed them." <laughs> Yo, she just came up she and they like play shit and like said, a video. Whoa. He's just like like that. He's just like, oh. <laughs> Yo, that would be so nasty, bro. That she oh, had man, the same. That she has the same fucking um vibe as her dad, bro. She's grabbing a dude's genitals with that face. That's the fucking. <laughs> That's the fucking bro. recreation and shit like that. 
<laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and that's, that's everybody's face yeah. have been grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, oh man. <laughs> if, you, yo, if you're watching this, if you're on the visual for this podcast, you'll get the jokes <laughs> for the audio. I wish you understood what we were just doing, but... I think you kind of get the gist of like how we were just explaining yes, it. But yeah. Yes, man. But yeah, yo, listen, man. man. At the end of the day, um that that lady, I'm glad she got to speak her piece because it's been yo, so facts, long. Bro. It's been so we finally long. heard it from the stewardess side. Like yeah. I've always heard it from the wrestler's side. It's always like we said, it was always jokes. We finally yeah. hear it from the victim side, you know. That's so just got. hoping, just hoping and praying that you know. She gets some type of closure through this. And now everybody could actually, you know, people that, yo, there's a lot of people, including ourselves sometimes, we think about like, damn, the attitude there, yo, the way the locker room was, why everybody had to like scrap and eat for shit. You know, we could appreciate the way shit is now a whole lot more compared okay. to the way shit was back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But um, yo, LP, man. That's what we got on the docket for today. Woo. Uh, Yo, I want to, baby. Yeah, man. Yo, Excellent. I want. I want to say shout out to the high. Shout out to the high enterprise. Shout out UFO Fee. Shout out Red Inf. Red Inf got a fire Yo, project word. out right now. A kid Very for dope. Queens. Uh, houses. If you know, you know. Forty first Dad, Parson Bully. You already know what it is, baby. Yo, very, you know very dope fucking album. Yo, Fever's is dropping sign tomorrow yeah, midnight I, Friday this Friday if you're listening. Yo, this person Parsons baby, I was on the Parsons size. You already know. I was thinking about it earlier today. Like I'm like, yo, God bless the friends I've made because everybody's doing what they wanted to do. Definitely, definitely. Johnny, Johnny A's just dropped. Fucking no more room yes, in hell. Yes, now it's I mean, on, now like, it's come on, on the, now it's on the platforms. Now it's on DSP. Everybody see. Exactly. Um, we got Woodrow about to Woodrow come out. Higgs Bow Higgs Bow's on. Oh, the yeah, multiverse man. coming out soon. Yeah. Come on, yeah like yeah, everybody's working, bro. Very dope. We gotta get it Very going. Dope. We gotta keep working. We gotta keep doing what we do over here on this Word, side. Bro. 20 by 20 podcast, storyline tees. Storyline uh, tees, a sponsor of our show. You know <laughs> what you want. Get the bloodline. Johnny you A. Get the, you got the hurt business man himself. Woo! There we go. There we go. The almighty. The almighty, come on, show who's you, who you riding with. You know, fucking, you gotta either res, what's what's this? Are you gonna acknowledge the bloodline? Are you gonna acknowledge the, the chief, tribal the chief? tribal chief? Or are you gonna fucking respect the almighty? The title's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the <clears throat> respect that was a SummerSlam drop. <laughs> nah, yeah, and it's still it'll shirt. It's still ill shirt. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, but yo, thank you, Storyline Tees, for always sponsoring. Thank you, McFly, for making the fucking magic that you're making. I mean, hate is talking, hate is chattering and underneath the live crowd of fucking Grand Slam. And, and, and we couldn't hear it. We couldn't hear it. Because you know what? They were still fucking trying to dick ride on Storyline Tees. He can't. They can't. They can't even hang on the pubes, bro. They can't even hang it's on the pubes. It's all good. It's all good. I, I look at all good. All promotion as good promotion. Exactly. Uh, all bro. flattery as good. So we out here. We doing our thing. Um, this was episode one sixty two of the twenty by twenty podcast, and we are your hosts. The all, the dynamic duo, the first two to make it happen on the pod, Nathan McFly and. L.P. Dangerously. Let me close this out. That was Nathan McFly. Right there. Your man. A.K.A. Fuck. No, I can't share. I can't share. I can't share because nobody knows. Nobody can know your A.K.A. Goddamn. No, it's all good. It's all good. Nah, it's not all good. It's not all good. I can't share. But that was Nathan McFly. And this is L.P. Dangerously. And this is a 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to Mr. Shice. Shout out to being B-I-N-G. My nigga, where you at? Yes, sir. Shout out to Woodrow. Yes, sir. Higgs goes on. Yo, bro, do me a favor. Play me, play me out some El Camino. Know what I mean? Ooh. Something nice and jazzy type. Know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that real gutter, like, 
Tommy Gun spraying up fucking the block type of jazz. Gotcha. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna hit you with that shit right now, and we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Money, fuck bitches, smoke weed, drink liquor. You know this the life of a real nigga, uh. This just the life of a real nigga, uh. This just the life of a real nigga, uh. Get money, fuck bitches, smoke weed, drink liquor. You know this the life of a real nigga, uh. This just the life of a real nigga, uh. This just the life of a real nigga. Uh. My mom dropped me off in 1994. 17 years later, I started slinging raw. Typical kids, we just did what we saw I stayed down and made myself a boss Then came up with the same niggas Just the addresses changed up I was in the Jeep shit, then I put the range up They ain't on me at first, but now I got my name up Look into my eyes, all you see is a lost soul Lost so many niggas to the streets, so my heart cold We ain't really had no outlet, so we gang bang And they don't hire criminals, so we sling king even though they never loved us, we don't give a fuck And we at war, shit, I keep me a pistol tucked Ready to split me a nigga wig and that's real shit Niggas try to cross me, this the shit that I deal with And it's always who you be the most real with You gotta take them on a field trip Yo, get money, fuck bitches, smoke weed, drink liquor You know this the life of a real nigga, uh Yo, get money, fuck bitches, smoke weed, drink liquor. You know this the life of a real nigga, uh. Hey, yo, this is the life of a real nigga, uh. Hey, yo, this is the life of a real nigga, uh. Get money, fuck bitches, smoke weed, drink liquor. You know this the life of a real nigga, uh. Hey, yo, this is the life of a real nigga, uh. Yo, this is the life of a real nigga, uh.